and welcome. My name is Freed, and you are listening to Where's the Popcorn? This is a segment where I take IMDb's 100 Greatest Films of All Time, I put 1 through 100 in a random number generator, and I watch the film that corresponds with the number given. The number given today was number 45, which is The Best Years of Our Lives from 1946. Directed by William Wyler, whose name you might remember from our Wuthering Heights episode. He directed that too, and he's also directed many other things. But anyway, moving along. This movie stars Frederick March as Al Stevenson, Dana Andrews as Fred Derry, Harold Russell as Homer Parrish, Marina Loy as Millie Stevenson, and Teresa Wright as Peggy Stevenson. This flick was nominated for eight Academy Awards, and it won seven, including Best Motion Picture, Best Director, Frederick March won Best Actor, Harold Russell won Best Supporting Actor, which is fantastic because he's not even an actor. He had little to no acting experience at all before this flick. So cool. Best Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Score. Going back to Harold Russell for a second, he actually won an Academy Honorary Award for this flick, which is the first and only time an actor won two Oscars for the same role. Now, the Academy Honorary Award is just celebrates motion picture achievements that are not covered by existing Academy Awards. Apparently, he was motivating to people because he actually was a soldier. He actually did have his hands blown off in a military training accident. So those hooks that you see in the flick, absolutely real. And the dude's a surgeon with those things. Anyways, moving on. This was the highest grossing flick since Gone with the Wind, seven years earlier, and this movie was placed in the Library of Congress Film Registry in 1989. All right, enough talking about this thing. Let's get into it. Action. We open up on a soldier making his best efforts to get home via civilian air transport, but has to eventually hop onto a military aircraft. In the military hangar, we see a room full of fatigued soldiers hoping for the same thing. It is here where we meet our other two protagonists, so we now have a seaman, an infantryman, and an officer. Now, one would think we would be able to tell who is who based solely on age, but no. And that little fact adds a nice brushstroke of detail to the character development and sets a nice little undertone for the remainder of the flick. Anywho, as it turns out, all three men were residents of the same place, Boone City, a fictional location muddled off of Cincinnati, Ohio. The trio finds a plane, hops in, takes a ride, all the while getting acquainted with one another, and more importantly, getting used to the fact that Homer has hooks for hands. And remember, those are 100% real. Dude can strike matches with them and eventually, as you'll see, play the piano. Actually, at the start of filming, Russell made a point to walk around the set shaking everyone's hands just to quell the unease his hooks may cause. Moving on. In the scene and the subsequent car scenes, you also find the use of rear projection to simulate the act of flying or the car traveling through town. It's kind of like a film within a film. All right, after landing, the fellas all share a taxi while talking about their previous lives in Boone City when a layer of apprehension falls on them, and all for different reasons. Homer's worried about everyone kind of responding to his prosthetics, especially his swell gal, Wilma, played by Kathy O'Donnell, who, spoilers, turns out to be quite a swell gal. Fred is nervous to see his wife due to the fact that they married 20 days before his departure for the war. And actually, speaking of days before and after the war, this film was actually made seven months after the conclusion of World War II, so it's still pretty fresh. So, the soldiers are back in society, and as it turns out, the juxtaposition between their military and civilian identity is kind of unexpected, all except for Homer. There isn't much contrast with him. 
Fred the captain becomes Fred the soda jerk, while Al the sergeant becomes Al the vice president of a bank, both of which don't feel as if they belong in these positions, although for different reasons. A series of events results in all three men finding themselves in the same bar, run by a relative of Homer named Butch, played by Hoagie Carmichael. Fun fact, the song that Homer requests Bush play on the piano, Lazy River, is an original composition of Carmichael's. The characters slowly but surely change into civilian clothes, and this slow transition mirrors the apprehension the characters shared in the taxi earlier. Director Weiler actually requested the actors go and buy or provide their own clothing to help immerse themselves into the characters. While the honeymoon phase of the homecoming swiftly fades and the reality of post-war life sets in, Fred has night terrors, Al tries to force himself back into society, all the while over-self-medicating with alcohol, and Homer finds solace in seclusion while waiting to be, quote-unquote, treated like everyone else. Does he? Well, you're gonna have to hit play and find out for yourself, and I strongly recommend that you do. And let me know that I'm giving you the bare-bones plotline. There are a lot of little subplots and a lot more intricacies happening in this flick that I didn't mention because this would take way too long. All right, now my thoughts on this movie. Now, I just want to tell you straight up, I really enjoyed it, and I give it an 8.5 out of 10. It's very humanizing to see soldiers of this era suffering from what we would now call PTSD. Growing up, I was taught that these men and women were, quote-unquote, the greatest generation, that they went to war, did their jobs, came back, and seamlessly reintegrated back into society like nothing ever happened. And This film shined a new and much-needed light on this generation, and I hope it broke down enough of the tough soldier stigma to really help those that needed it. As far as the film goes, uh, the running time is close to three hours, but you never know it because it perfectly flows and the editing keeps us constantly engaged. I enjoy the dialogue, the cinematography, the use of what they call deep focus, where the things in the background have just as much clarity as the things in the foreground. Drunken Al was cracking me up until I reminded myself why he was drinking too much in the first place. I even came close to a tear at the end. I mean, this was a very enjoyable experience as a movie fan, and I recommend everyone giving it a shot. All right, that is my time, and I sincerely hope that you do go and watch this movie. And if you have seen it before, let me know what you think. Leave a comment, a thumbs up, uh, share with your friends if you think they might enjoy this. And I honestly recommend doing a little bit of reading on this movie before you watch it, because a lot of the actors are veterans. The director himself is a veteran. And it's fun to learn about their backgrounds that they bring into the characters, and it really sets the stage, pardon the pun really, really well. So yeah, thank you for listening and we will see you on the next one. episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comment section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. 
Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Algebra Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired. Stay inspired.